Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. All right, Nick, how are we doing today? Not bad, Jake, not bad. I've been uh, getting a little bit further along in the house selling, buying process that I'm in right now. I mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, uh, you know, with uh, my sewage line issue um, should be going to be dealt with this week here at the end of the day and then uh, uh, at the end of the week. And so I should be moving along, hopefully closing very, very shortly. Uh, but I am packing like a mad person and have pretty much maxed out all the boxes that can fit inside this house. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yep. Yep. And in the meantime, I organized, reorganized all my Pokemon cards. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, rested a little bit in some uh, self, you know, side loading sleeves of. Um, uh, cards organizers mm-hmm. and really happy how that turned out and so much easier nice. to go through everything and now i'm just uh, you know i can pull out exactly what i want and have all the cards that i wanted to keep in a nice organized way too so yeah that's awesome yeah it's always nice to have binders or side loaders or whatnot to have the cards you want readily available so you know you can make a deck list or if you're out and about you can Hey, somebody needs to borrow a card. Here you go. Awesome kind of a thing. So. Right, right. How about yourself? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I actually took a, a vacation day this week to, uh, to kind of recharge because, you know, I was saying work's been crazy. It still is crazy, but, you know, I got to use some PTO, get a, bit, a little bit of a mental recharge um, with that extra day for a long weekend, and then uh, went into our local tournament again this week. It was probably the last one for a couple weeks now with the holidays coming up. Um, ended up going, uh, three and one, and there was a three-way tie for first, um, with myself, Zach, and, uh, Steve, Steve. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Uh, Um, why do I know your stats? uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, but the computer randomly put me at first place at the end of the time. Um, so I was kind of happy about that. Got right. got some good packs. Uh, I didn't really pull anything too great. Uh, I, was, I, did I, was, get... I, I was about to ask you that. Did, are you sticking to your usual way of pulling cards right now? Uh, well, I would say it's kind of in the middle. So I did get a couple Vs, nothing crazy. Um, but again, I didn't just pull absolute garbage either. So I I can't complain too much. All right, Jake, before we get into our actual topic of the day, let's go to Chuck with the Whimsy Watch. Hello, this is Charlie with your Whimsy Watch for this week's tournament report. All right, let's break right down into it. Uh, we got seven tournaments to go over, so a lot of info. We're going to start with the Hegster's number seven. 137 players in this one. It was dominated by Senti Scorch, 16% of the meta, followed by ADP 13, and Picarom at 11%. Uh, ultimately, a Luke Metal wins. Cool information on this is a Colossal and an Orbeetle, all made top 16, and a Whimsicott made top 4. So the new Vivid Bolted cards are are doing some work. Uh, Going into the next tournament, uh, we had the Full full Grip Games number 5. This is 88 players. 
Uh, ADP takes the cake again at 15%, followed by, followed by Luke Metal uh, at 11%, and Sunny Scorch at 8 The uh, odd number 4 and 5 I, we haven't seen in a while is Dragapult and Orbital were the next, both at 7% of the metal. So people came out to play Drag, Dragapult and Orbital in that one. Uh, Orbital did make a top 8 again. Ultimately, this one was won by an ADP. The majority play of ADP finally comes out into a victory. Uh, moving on to the next one, a Pokemob, uh, 51 players in this one. Everyone told the Fire players to come out for this one because Sensescorch and uh, Blacephalon players were 14% of the meta, respectively. Then ADP at 12%, and then Picarom and Orbital at 10. Uh, ultimately, Picarom won this one. Uh, of note, that Whimsicott, that Tool Whimsicott again, made top two in this one. So it's doing some work. You can get some uh, good victories with that Whimsicott deck. Keep moving on. We got a, til a Chill TCG. It's 131 players. This was uh, dominated by ADP, 17% of the meta. Senti Scorch, 15% of the meta. And Luke Metal at 11% of the meta. Didn't matter for any of those three because it was dominated one and two by two little, two rogue decks. It was an Inteleon with the uh, Galarian Darmanitan and the Barascuda. That was that came in second place. And the first place was a, a control deck with a Meowth, Persian, and Altaria. Moving on, uh, the next tournament is a Limitless tournament. It was 207 players. That was the biggest one of the week. This had 13% of the meta being ADP, and then 9% of the meta, respectively, is Senescorch and Luke Metal. Uh, Zashian, with 7% being Pico, Picaram and Lacephalon. Um, ultimately, this one uh, was won by an Eternatus. Now, side note on that, uh, there was actually two Eternatuses in this uh, top eight, but up until the beginning of this week, Eternatus was dropping. It was low, low, low counts, not very much of the meta. And then in this limit, this one, it started creeping back up again. Everyone decided that Eternatus is actually still good and can still do very well. So they started coming back out. As you see in the next tournament, we have Hegsters, number eight, was 159 players. We have, again, dominated by 18% 18, uh, 18 with ADP, 12% with Pika, 10% from Santa Scorch, uh, and then 9 from Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Metal, but then you have 8% of Eternatus, so the players started coming back out with Eternatus. Ultimately, an ADP won that one as well. So two victories for ADP this week. Lastly, we finish up with the Sunday Open on Sunday, 173 players. Uh, we have a tie at top, ADP and Senescorch were 13% of the meta, Picaram was at 10, Luke Metal at 9, and Blacephalon at 8. Ultimately, an Eternatus won this one as well. So, keep those Eternatus decks, don't tear them apart yet, he's still pretty good. So let's break it out, break it out what you need to tech for. These are the decks you're going to see a lot, tech for these, you're going to see a lot of ADP, you're going to see a lot of Senescorch, tech your deck for these ones. Make up these ones now. What you want to make a plan for? You may not necessarily need to tech for it, but what you want to make a plan for? You need to make. You're going to see a Luc uh, Lucario Melmetal. You're going to see Picarum. You're going to see Blacephalon, and you're going to see Eternatus. You're going to see it. So you need to make a plan. Make sure you know how to play against them. Now, the one thing I haven't talked about is the Dark Horse again. We're going to talk Dark Horses now. Mewtwo and Mew. He has a couple different iterations. You have the Lightning Toolbox. You have the welder box, 
with mostly fire. You can use them just as a straight psychic uh, toolbox as well. If you combined all of the Mewtwo and Mew decks, types, the Welder, Lightning, he would actually come in third place of the meta. Between ADP, it would be ADP, Scorch, then Mewtwo and Mew. So you really got to watch for him as well. He's going to be out there. You're going to see him. It's just which version. So you got to know which, how each one plays. So keep a lookout for him. And that's going to be your meta report for this week. Uh, that's going to be your Whimsa Watch for the week of November 22nd. Make sure you tune in again here so you can find out what's being played out there. Thanks, Chuck. That was awesome. Yeah. Jake, before we get into our actual topic of today, oh my goodness, the ladder is crazy right now in TCGO. Yes, it is. There, <laughs> everybody is trying everything, and all those meta decks, I mean, they're still out there, but they're being played at less of a percentage. Um, so it really kind of makes testing fun because it's so diverse. But then at the same token, it also makes testing a little bit harder because you want to get those you know those main staples of practice in but you're not really able to get as many of those games in as possible so plus we can't even do a lot of events right now take an event look at because most of them aren't even using it like the, on tcgo they're, they're still locked from vivid yeah. voltage so yep. you know that that's kind of a little annoying on that end but man i have seen a amazing rare Raikou deck out there mm -hmm. right now. It wasn't good, but I mean, there's a lot. I give a lot of props to that person trying to come up with something with that. You know, like I am just, I'm amazed the creativity out there right now. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch, um, and it's fun to be a part of. I can't wait to see what everybody comes up with, and hopefully, um, coming up in the future, we can come up with some spice ourselves. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, finally got to do some chunky chew. And I was pretty <laughs> happy about that. All right. Still haven't played against it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I've run, I've, I've, I'm, I'm trying to fit Rose in everything that I have right now. And I oh, have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay. So let's get into our actual main topic for the day. Let's do it. Yeah. So I think, uh, this week we should, uh, Talk about a little bit of Colossal. I know that going into Vivid Voltage, that was kind of the deck that everybody was, I would say, on a hype trainer, you know, seeing how, how he's going to perform and where his place is in the meta uh, going forward. So I had a, a good breakdown of uh, games. I played 85 total games. So I feel like I have an okay feel for it. Um, the first, you know, handful of games, you know, trying to figure the deck out and what the optimal version and you know i don't know if i have the exact op optimal ver version but i feel like it's a pretty good running deck so it's been out in japan for a while everyone was going this is you know the predictions coming from this and this was pretty much the hot deck that i i mean i think everyone gravitated immediately to yeah you know, i'm not sure of many other decks that people were going you know, trying to figure out, no, this is not it, you know, or this is it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think this was, uh, that's why we wanted to talk about this first. So I'm glad you took the crack at, you know, building it and running it out. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I want to ask though, you know, the, the 
there was kind of two versions out there that I was aware of. Uh, did you play both or did you just play one? And which ones did you know, uh, which one was your favorite? So I, I did play the hyper aggressive uh, with B, um, which I think is the less popular version. Um, mm-hmm. I I started with the more defensive version with all the uh, Malolanas and and no support Pokemon, no uh, Dedenes, no Crobats, because those can easily be picked off by ADP. And some argue that's still the best version, um, but I wasn't having fun with it at first or not quite clicking, so I went to the hyper-aggressive version with B. Um, and it was semi-consistent in getting Colossal pretty charged up. At that point, there wasn't, you know, it's not hitting super hard, and it's not playing kind of to its strengths, I think. So I kind of went back to the defensive version and kind of um, threw a couple of consistency Pokemon in there as well to kind of help. And picking and choosing when I put them in and not and not uh, having multiples um, available. So, so hopefully doesn't change the math too much on that ADP matchup. So Jake, what's the basic rundown of the deck? The most effective version I've seen talk to other people about and you know played is you want to be tanky you want to switch out a lot at first it was difficult for me because i'm an aggressive player but after talking to a few people that have had success with the tanky versions and kind of editing it's definitely a list that wants to build up slowly and kind of do a hit and heal and kind of a hit hit heal and run kind of a thing and switch out back and forth that way it's it's taking two to three or three to four hopefully uh shots before it goes down to kind of make up for the lack of like huge explosive damage it can still hit for the 240 but it's four energies so it's a little inconsistent on getting there um depending on matchups some matchups you can definitely just do that first attack the rangaroo it definitely helps build that up quickly but there are matchups adp that you don't necessarily want to do that because you want to hit the adp uh for for the for the two shots and sometimes you don't want to just do that right away you want to kind of make him hit a doll okay so yeah i mean you were going in a little bit here into the mashups here i think we should jump into that so what was your first impression so facing adp it sounds like you 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 kind of have to take the version that you're building and then turn it into the other one mid-game now so yeah i played the matchup 12 times and uh, my overall record is five uh, wins, seven losses. But before that, I was one in seven, um, and I wasn't seeing a lot of success. And then I kind of was talking uh, to a few people um, on Twitter. I talked to uh, Luke from Celio's Network, and he kind of gave me the big rundown and strategies to take that, and it was the more slow approach. Um, and ever since then, I'm 4-0. So... Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I think it's still a slightly unfavorable matchup, um, but it, it's not as bad as I thought it was uh, originally. Like the first f- uh, four or five days of testing, I, I was, like I said, I was one in seven against it. Uh, it just didn't feel good. I'm like, what's the point of this deck? Because it can't even compete uh, with ADP, but it does... It does okay against it if you just kind of take more of a slow, cautious approach. You think that there's more testing that needs to be done with this deck or, or with for ADP, or is this more along the lines of like you, you feel confident now that you know how to handle the ADP matchup and 
so I get the basic strategy of the matchup, and this is the you know, kind of the very slow, methodical version where you just need to, you're basically, for the ADP matchup, you want to keep your Colossal on the bench and kind of slowly build them up while you have like a Jirachi or something um, or a Snorlax, and then you switch into a doll and kind of stall out there. Um, you don't want to overbench. You don't want to get those support Pokemon that are worth two prizes. Your basic strategy is you want to get your little your little guys like your Orangaroos or your Jirachis knocked out first. So it's, then you're just kind of left with either just one big boy loaded up and you have dolls. So you can kind of do the Malolana, get a doll, switch out. So he's already down to low prizes, but now he's forced to hit your um, your Colossal. And that way it's kind of hard for him to kill you if you're if you're continuously healing and switching with a doll and then coming right back and kind of rinse and repeat that way. Okay, so, so you, you right. kind of win late game with that instead of early game. Right, right. It, it, it's similar to how Scorched evolved in in that regards. You know, to yeah. to be a big, big, big uh, threat out there. Yeah. So he's not the big, big threat. Is like Scorch is where he's just blasting things and one hitting them. Right. Um, but he's he's hitting them. He's going to two shot basically anything. Well, he can kill kill the the Zacians. Uh, one shot at end game, uh, two shotting everything else or the ADPs, but he's not getting one shot, and a lot of times he's not even getting a two shot. Like if you're doing that strategy, he can he can take a lot of hit, especially if you get those special energies on him. That's interesting. No, I I, I was very curious about that matchup. So you know, I I'm <laughs> honestly, yeah. I'm, you know, I think this is one of those matchups that. A lot of people were, were you know most concerned about uh, yeah format. So I, I notice a lot of people don't you know a lot of people are pretty aggressive in the Pokemon game, especially with you know damage, and it might not be the most appealing pro like uh, deck for the general public to just kind of sit back and wait and then wait till the end game because a lot of times even you know if you get to that stage, you still feel like you're losing most of the game. And then you get to that set, that, uh, that position in the game where you're tanking and kind of going back and forth. Um, and yeah, it's not necessarily a funnest matchup, but it, it can be effective, more effective than I gave it credit for. All right. So have you gotten to play any mirror matches? Yeah, I've played a few. I find though that most people don't have, um, the Colossals yet online because, they're kind of hard to come by, I guess. So I've only played three, um, two and one in those matchups. Uh, and it really just comes down to early game. If um, if if somebody gets like a dead hand to start and you can knock off a few people uh, and get that train rolling first, I feel that, that you're in position to do well. Because you even if you hit a one-prizer or a two-prizer uh, and then they come back and hit you um, with their big boy, you can just Malolana and kind of be fine uh, in that position, especially if you have those stone fighting energies. So you're really not taking a whole lot of damage. Uh, and a lot of times it comes down to who has boss um, and didn't have to expend it early game to get set up uh, so they can hit the guys on the bench. I guess that's kind of typical with a mirror match in a way, the how that kind of that interaction who's up and running first yeah i mean i guess i guess that really comes down to how how consistent does this deck feel 
Um, and that's where I feel like I try and understand is from the mirror match, the consistency yeah. of it. Do you feel this is a a pretty consistent deck or does it can it lag at times? It can lag at times. It really depends on the build because there's a lot of, you know, opinions on what you should and shouldn't have. A lot of people won't run the Crobats into Denes just for that ADP matchup because, you know, Mawal is out there um, mm. and it can really swing the prize trade. Uh, so a lot of people are going with either the Jirachis, the new one, Amazing Rares, or the Snorlaxes, or or have maybe a one or two count of, of those consistent Pokemon. So really, it, it boils down, I guess, who gets the early game consistency with those, if they have them, uh, the, of the two prizers consistency Pokemon. Uh, but... The, the game can just kind of drag on because you are hitting. You can get in that spot where you're you're hitting into him, but he's healing, and then you're doing it to him, and back and forth kind of a thing. So it kind of drags on. Sometimes it's not necessarily <laughs> the most pleasant of mirror matches because it just takes forever to knock down the mainstay guy if it gets to that position. If you don't have the gusting, gotcha. Okay, so I think the the one that. This this deck was designed, as some say, to completely take out of the meta. Is actually Internatus. Yes. So, so how's that matchup look? Um. So yeah, it's it it does that. Um. I've played the matchup nine times. I've won eight. Uh, and the one that I lost, it was a uh, just just a dead hand early, and they got off and popped me off. Um. The, the were, you main thing, a, like, were you facing a lot of poison versions out there? Yeah, at all? I think yeah, most of them are poison. Uh, okay. I think I I didn't actually mark between like the the zigzagoon and the poison variant, but I would say the majority of them were poison variants, um, and most of them were were the slow bro um, variants mm-hmm. where he's you know trying to poison you that way. Um, like I said, like, I think the 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 biggest key is to try to knock off a. Uh, an Eternatus V before it evolves uh, with with the with your single attack prize or a single energy attack because you can one shot them you know with the Oranguru energy help uh, and and then at that point you're kind of way ahead and they can't do much if you don't get to the position where you can just one shot an Eternatus you kind of maybe want to hang back and wait until you charge up and then you're one shotting him no matter what. So there's there's it's it's a I would say pretty favorable matchup. I haven't really come into too many uh, problems there. Right. Um. I think next is Senescorch. Then what's uh? How's that matchup look? That feels like a fifty-fifty matchup. I've played it ten times and went six and four. Um. And again, I think it just boils down to if you can kind of tank up some of the damage and while just kind of hitting him for the 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 single energy attack and you could two shot at a Santa Torch where he really has to have a very good turn one uh, with the welder and the volcano uh, volcanian energy excel uh to really kind of one shot you and then again if you get those uh, those special energies on he's not really two shotting you or one shotting you so you're you're winning that race uh it, it Again, I th- I do feel though that the Santa Scorch list is a little bit more consistent to get the game plan up um, early, so that kind of will 
hinder the the, the colossal uh, player, I think. But all in all, it feels like a 50-50 matchup. Yeah, because again, this is this is our big boy versus big boy matchup. Um, yeah, and you know, you know, as we've talked before, though, with Senna Scorches, Senna hits a lot too. So you're you're depending on your stone energy, and you're depending on a, a, you know a, definitely a few things out there just to you know be super. You know, you you have to out tank a. I would say a heavy laser cannon. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's a that's definitely a really weird matchup. I do say though, if he gets one Santa Scorch loaded up, where it's almost to the point where he's one shotting you and he doesn't quite get there, and you knock him out, it's basically game from there because it's kind of too hard for the Santa Scorch player to get a second one up and running. Um, and if they kind of split the energy 50-50 between two different Senna Scorches and kind of try to go for that two-hit thing, they're kind of far behind the game. But if they do get an early lead on you and build up, I mean, it, it's just over at that point because then they are one-shotting you no matter what. But yeah, that's a that's a fun matchup. And again, I think it's kind of a, a 50-50, as of now at least. Um, All right, now I think, you know, this was not one a lot of people were talking about, but I want to talk to you about the new Pika Mew matchup. Uh, you know, yes, you. it sounds like you kind of have an advantage because it's Pikachu being electric, but mm-hmm. again, there's that Mew, Mew 3 we're talking about there. Um, yeah. How? What do you see how that matchup goes? Yeah, so I've played that matchup seven times. I'm five and two against it. It feels like it's, you know, favored uh, to a good matchup for for the colossal player um i once one thing i do have to say though is if if they can get the mew out there um and into active spot and start spreading energies there and then you know get bolton up and running for late game they have a good chance but if they're stuck out there with pikaram or choo-choo or the bolton it's it's pretty much game over because colossal just wrecks them and they don't really have a chance uh if they do get the mew out there it's kind of it feels more of a 50-50 but it's still anybody it's still colossal's game i guess okay i mean i mean it does make a lot of sense um again you have that uh, attack advantage mm-hmm. uh but or the weakness advantage but i guess you know it, you know that's the fact that mew can fit into that deck now is is kind of weird in a weird you know way so yeah uh, I, and i, I I just, I, I just think I find that an, an interesting twist to the deck, to the electrical field right now. Yeah, it's just Pikaram's way of surviving in this meta because every time people think uh, Pikaram is about to die or something, <laughs> it, they find a different way to make it work. It's an ever-evolving <laughs> good list. It's not like ADP where it's basically the same in every meta. It it has to evolve, but it always stays relevant because that full blitz is still such a great attack. Okay, then let's. I I want to actually talk about a bad matchup. I think uh, my guess is a bad matchup would be yes. the grass and Orbeetle ones out there right now. And I I put Orbeetle as a grass deck, even though it doesn't really play like a typical grass at this point. But yeah, um, uh, what how's 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 the field been against that? Okay, so I've played against eight grass decks, and four of them were Orbeetle. And all of them 
are just a horrible matchup. I went 0 and 8 against anything grass. Like I just find like Orbital is so consistent to get out there uh, to start doing its train of of like of spread damage, but then whenever it does get to attack, it just blows it out of the water. But then you also have the A Grow Rillaboom version, uh, you know that everybody's you know accustomed to be playing, and that just that deck is just so fast to what it wants to do compared to what Colossal wants to do. And even when Colossal gets up and running the way he wants, it it just is irrelevant because you're not hitting the numbers to do substantial damage to like the big guys, and they're just one shotting you with ease. So like anything grass is just a lost cause, I think, at this point. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you're you're the goal. You're trying to tank, and now you're not tanking because yeah, even though even the weak hits. Even if you have even if you have one energy only on your colossal there, or beetle what that's that would normally only be a hundred damage because it's fifty plus fifty, and then yeah. now it's two hundred damage. <laughs> Do it again, that's a dead colossal. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a that's a rough one. I can I can imagine that a lot. Um, all right, yeah. then yeah, I, I want to now. I think the next tough match up there would be a Luke Metal deck. Like, how's that? How you, can you handle? And you know, Luke Metal has keeps morphing into a control deck here. Um, you know, I I, I would kind of wrap those together. Like Luke Metal control. What, what, yeah. How's that gone? Uh, luckily, I haven't really seen a lot of it because, like we said, the the meta is really diverse in this first week plus of the new um the new vivid voltage cards everybody's trying stuff i've only played it four times i'm i'm two and two and i'm lucky to be two and two i think um it was more that they just whiffed what they wanted uh to do early game and i set up and i killed stuff i feel when luke metal is up and running the way they want to i think it's their game to lose um they're they're just they tank better Another another thing is even if everything's going right and like if it's a good Luke Metal player, they'll probably only have um, one Zamazenta, one Luke Metal, and a Zacian. So even if you take out the Zacian and the Luke Metal, that's five prizes, and they're just going to sit there with with their uh, Zamazenta, and there's nothing you can do unless you somehow got the um, V version of Colossal charged up. But a lot of times they'll just boss that and start hitting it. Uh, so then you're just you're never going to have an opportunity to knock out, you know, the the Zamazenta. Yeah, I mean, we we keep talking, we keep predicting this. Zamazenta is going to, you know, controls the game so well right now for these kind of decks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that it, like you said, Metal has a lot of support right now. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A good Metal player will just like will gladly sacrifice five prizes but leave yeah. leave a whole zamazenta out there by itself and win the game still and just yeah. wall you yeah no that makes a lot of sense really does yeah so it, like i said i i feel lucky to go 500 in that matchup and like a, a, they they just had a bad start to a game uh so that's pretty much it for that matchup I want to talk about a another weird one. Well, we we hinted at this when we talked about the ladder earlier. Uh, uh, Baby Zard. 
what do you you know the new vivid voltage charizard deck out there mm-hmm. with leon leon zard um yeah what, what do you what's how how did that come up how did that feel that matchup or, or how, did you see that a lot yeah uh that matchup feels very 50 50 i've i've played it seven times i went four and three against it um i the first three matches i won three and oh and then you know went to the favor of the charizard player and i think it's just how fast can that Charizard deck run? Uh, if they can get those those Leons in the discard pile, and you're not quite up and running fast enough, and they boss you or whatnot because they don't really need Welder because it's only two attaches, then you know <laughs> I, I run four in mine. <laughs> yeah, you can run four. I've seen people run Welder, but it's not like any other fire deck where you you kind of must play Welder to hit. You right. could. If you, if that Charizard player goes first, they can just get a Charmander, put a fire on, next turn evolve him, because it seems like that deck, out of all the two prizers decks I've ever played against, they always get the Charizard and the Candy and the second energy on their second turn, and then they just smash people. So it, it feels like that. I haven't played it myself, but it feels like it's super consistent for a stage two deck. It is, and we'll have we're gonna have a special little thing on that one later down uh, down the line. Not this episode, I think. So yeah, uh, but we're, we'll get to that. Don't worry, everyone listening. We're definitely gonna talk about Leon Zard. Yeah, um, but I feel uh, like if the Leon Zard is a little slow, then it, it, at the start, I think Colossal kind of takes it. It really is that first couple turns to see how that Zard player goes. I guess that makes a lot of sense. That you're only hitting you know 130 i guess mm-hmm. and you know that means that you know yeah it's going to take you two shot in baby zard one prizer yeah one a one prizer trade for a three prizer trade um it's not very good this is a like mad party style yeah uh, uh you you haven't seen a lot of mad party i'm assuming nope um we'll go into some mad party i guess in my next breakdown but I've only actually seen it twice in the last like three weeks, so <laughs> not much. Well, to give a hint to our listeners about the next breakdown, though, uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about Dragapult, though, the matchup be- for uh, against Dragapult. Yeah, I feel it's a bad matchup. Uh, I've gone two and two against it, but I feel, again, I was lucky. Um, with with the new tools that Dragapult has, uh, Banette mainly, um, it really swings it in the favor for Dragapult. So... Colossal really, like I said plenty of times already, is he likes to be on the uh, on the bench and kind of hit and hit and run while he's healing. But if he's on the bench and trying to do that, and if the Italian or the Dragapult player times it correctly, they'll they'll have that one sixty-ish damage on him because of Horror Psychic or Zigzagoon Pings, and then de-evolve him, and then he just dies instantly on the bench. So it really becomes how consistent can Dragapult, you know, get that combo off? Um, I feel that sometimes Dragapult is a little clunky at the early game, um, especially getting both uh, a Dragapult up and a Banette up. So, you know, it really kind of depends on the early game. But if if both players are up and running, I feel that Dragapult is just the superior deck in that matchup. I guess that's the the scary, you know, the scary thing about this, um, you know, with the new Dragapult kind of. That's the scary thing about this Dragapult 
build right now. I, I was kind of wondering also, have you seen the Dragapult player attempt? I know you only have four games, but have attempt to even just take out the Oranguru, like because it you know three three damage real quick. Um, mm-hmm. you know, three, three of the full fifty. you know, uh, well, it's 120, but they can spread it however they want. Have you ever felt like that was, um, you know, well, they're spreading, take- well, they're spreading 50 damage to the bench. Um, and I, I, I do see that they go after that Oranguru a lot to try to like slow down that energy XL, but a lot of like, at least for me, I play two of them. Um, mm-hmm. mostly just, you know, just so I don't prize one, but if I've, go into that matchup and I see that, you know, an Orangaroo can be potentially sniped, you know, it's never a bad idea to have a second one on, on the bench. Makes sense. Um, Force, force them to go for the Colossals again, but yeah, unfortunately that Panette is out there. Do you think, you know, real quick though, do you think Panette will see more play in other decks out there that run a lot of scoop up nets right now? Um, I think eventually they will. I've actually not personally played against the player that actually threw a Panette onto the table yet. I'm just going off of, you know, what I do as a Dragapult player. Um, I haven't seen that much yet. Okay. But I think as people catch on that they will. Especially as VMAX, you know, get more and more popular. All right, Jake. So last thoughts, ranking what is your ranking for this deck right now? I think, you know, I think we covered all the major ones. We're mm-hmm. hearing a lot of the same themes here. I kind of have a prediction on where you're going to place this now. Okay. I, well, I want to hear it. Okay. So I want to say before, you know, a couple days ago, before I kind of switched up uh, my strategy in the first like four days of testing, I would have given this like a B minus C plus, but I'm going to give it, uh, just a solid B with its arrow pointing up because I still think there's potential. I don't think it's ever going to be S-Class, but I do think that there is a spot in this in this meta and metas going forward for this deck to ex- at least find some kind of success. I was, I was expecting around that range. I actually thought you'd give it an A, but I, you know, the and the things I've read and I've seen, we've talked in the before and everything um b makes a lot of sense too just because i i i think there's a consistency issue with this deck like you can just be really really slow and i liked i liked personally my first impressions of this deck was it slowed down the game a lot which i was really happy about Mm -hmm. um but the other fact is it's slowing it down because it's it's struggling to do what it wants to do. And yeah. you know, it's not like a purposeful slowdown. It's a oh I'm going as fast as I can. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I guess, you know, that that was my first impressions of it. I kind of I'll be honest with you, I didn't like where I was seeing it, how it was being played right now, and I even traded one of my VMAX for a yeah. whole lot of cards on TCGO. Yeah, I can't um, blame you. I mean, I mean, I, I got prices I, high. I got three. I got three chunky chews from it. Along, oh, wow. with, yeah, like along with three Pikachu's. Like, I it was a great trade for me, but that was rare. So you 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 traded a person basically a full Pikachu deck for one card. Yes, I mean almost everything I needed, exactly what I needed for uh, Chunky Chew. I got it all from one for one card. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, I think it's a good deck, and like I said, I think there's definitely room for you know it to flourish in the future from now in the future. Um, but 
that seems like a pretty steep price. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I yeah, I hope I, I'll be interesting to see for fighting. I was rooting more for fighting. You know what? I, I didn't ask you this earlier. Were you using Sir Farfetch'd at all? So I started with him, uh, but I didn't find that he really added anything. Because he hits okay, but I just feel that it's just better not to have him because he's trying to soak up energies when you're trying to put him on the Colossal. Uh, I know other people found success with it, uh, but I didn't find a use for him yet. Uh, but again, that's just my take. I, I could be wrong. All right. Well, you hear here, Colossal a B with an arrow going up actually really excited about where the game is at right now overall mm -hmm. i'm you know personally so i just i i keep every every day i think there's been just crazy amount of look at this brand new deck oh my goodness i found the great combination and then like the very mm -hmm. next day someone's like hold on we got this you know and we're gonna try you know i want our listeners to know we're definitely gonna try and hit as many of these decks as possible um, but it's 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 a like this is this is I think even faster than Players Cup style right now. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm it, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying that right now. That's that's something I, I'm loving. So um, you know we we've we made a note of the major ones that we wanted to hit, and especially that's why we definitely wanted to hit Colossal early. Um, but yeah, you know, let's let's you know I. We'll, we'll, we're keeping our ears out there. We got uh, our team paying attention as best as we can, and I think we're gonna, you know, we'll, we'll definitely adapt as it goes too. So, yeah, for sure. And if if there's ever any decks, you know, in the future that you guys want us to to highlight or or showcase, just let us know. We'll give us a week or so to give it some testing, and we'll give our opinions on it. Yep. All right, Jake, uh, that's going to do it about it for us this week. Uh, and, you know, we covered a lot. I'm really excited about that. Uh, you know what? You know what also we didn't talk about real quick? What's that? Our league started season two of our own uh, P Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast league. Yes. Can't so, wait. It started to yesterday, didn't it? Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah, we, we, we're finally up and running. I'm hoping I can play my first match tomorrow. That'd be nice. Yeah, I need to get some matches in as well. Yeah, so um, that's going to do it for us today. We wanted to give a quick shout out to our one of our first uh, five-star reviews. Actually, just a, one of our reviews to The Ron. Thank you again. If you guys leave us a review on any of the platforms out there uh, that you're listening on this, we'll definitely try and give you a shout out because, you know, we, uh, we, we really appreciate any feedback. And again, we, you know, it means a lot to us that you guys, yep. everyone's listening and, uh, you know, all the support that we're getting. So thank you so much. Yes. So, yeah, thank you to the Ron and for everybody for listening and being so supportive of us in this uh, in this community. Uh, we couldn't be happier to be part of it. All right. That's it. All right. See ya. Thank you again for listening to Triple P. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. You can leave us a comment or question on Twitter at PitPokeyPod or on the Triple P Facebook page. We also stream box openings online and live play at 
twitch.tv slash dukeofhobbies. There you can earn TCGO codes and more. If you have made or know any Pokemon artists, send us a message and we will feature an artist each episode. Gotta catch them all.